Welcome to the 10 Loans a Month podcast, where mortgage brokers become business owners. And now, your host, Scott Peckford. Hey, Broker Nation. Welcome to the 10 Loans a Month podcast, where mortgage brokers become business owners. I'm your host, Scott Peckford. You know, I remember Steve Jobs used to have a quote. He'd say, if you want everybody to love you, sell ice cream. And unfortunately, in the world we live in today, even if you sold ice cream, somebody's not going to like you. They're going to be like, hey, I want the ice cream that doesn't have dairy in it or whatever. Somehow you're going to make somebody upset. So the truth is, is that in our business, things aren't going to go right, whether it's your fault or someone else's fault. But you're going to have clients that are not going to be happy with you. You're going to have realtors that are not going to be happy with you. You know, hopefully it's a small percentage of the people you interact with. But how do you deal with it? I'm going to share with you three strategies that you can apply to help you deal with haters. So before I get started on that, I want to share with you a quick story about a guy who actually was a hater of mine. I had this company called Client Caller where we would call your past clients for you and basically do database calls. And side note, we thought this was a brilliant idea. We're like, man, this is such a great thing. Brokers don't want to make the calls. We'll do them for them. It ended up being a very difficult business to do because most mortgage brokers are not organized and they don't have their lists. And so it ended up being a lot more of a struggle than we thought. In any case, we had this business and we would call past clients and the sales guy who was working for me, he had signed up this guy and the guy's like, hey, this sounds great. Da, da, da. But he's, and this is what he said to him. He said to my sales guy, he said, I'll do this. It sounds great as long as Scott Peckford's not involved. And he's like, uh, okay. But so my sales guy, which he shouldn't have done, my sales guy actually said, no, no, don't worry. He's not involved. Thinking that I was an owner. I wasn't actually actively involved in the day-to-day of it. So this guy signs up. He goes and looks online, realizes I'm an owner of the company. He says, I don't want to work with you cancels his subscription for us to make calls from. And then sales guy calls me and says, Hey, who is this guy? He totally hates you. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like who could this be? So he told me the guy's name. I went and looked him up and I'm like, I have no idea who this person is. I've never met them before. If I have, I certainly don't remember. And for whatever reason, I just rubbed this person the wrong way. And they were not a fan of mine and would not want to be involved in anything that I was involved in. And so I was like, Hmm, this is really interesting. And so I, I could have taking it personally. I didn't know the guy, so I don't know how I could have taken it personally. But so I decided, I was like, you know what, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to teach my kids about if you create anything, this podcast, or if in your business, if you put out Facebook lives, anything you put out into the world, emails that you send out, whatever, you have the chance of offending somebody and making them upset. And if you're going to stop doing it because you're offended, you're going to not be successful in business. So I said, thought to myself, you know what, I'm going to use this as a training opportunity for my kids. So my kids came home from school. I said, hey, guys, I want to show you somebody that hates your dad. They're like, somebody hates our dad? Like, how could that be? So I pulled up the computer. I pulled up this guy's website. I said, this guy here, I said, for whatever reason, I explained the story in a very brief way. But I said, for whatever reason, this guy doesn't like me. He says he, he kind of hates me. And I don't even know what I did. So they were like, huh? And my kids were like, hmm, this is so weird. And I said, here's the thing. I'm not going to take it personally. I don't know what it is. It could be maybe it's something going on in his life. Maybe his dog died. Maybe who knows? Whatever the situation is, I don't need to own the fact of his feelings because I don't even know how I possibly could have offended him. And I used this as a time said, look, if you guys, as you grow up, if you decide to create anything on YouTube or whatever, somebody's not going to be happy with you no matter what. And you're just going to have to deal with it. And you got to be like, that's okay. I'm not here for you. I'm here for the people that I'm here to serve. And as long as you have that mindset, you'll be fine. So I used it as an opportunity to coach my kids at a learning moment. And we had a good laughs about it. So there's really three strategies that I want to talk about if you do have haters or if you get people that aren't a big fan of yours and how you can deal with it. So the first is you have to realize is you can't win them all. 
no matter how good you are, there's going to be files. There's going to be realtors that are going to get upset at you because the file goes wrong. You may have nothing to do with it, not your fault at all, but they're still going to point the finger at you. And so you're not going to be able to win them all. I know that for me, and you know, when I was doing mortgages all the time, there would be some files that honestly felt like they were falling downstairs. It's like this file, could it ever close for the love of God? And then it would climb to the back of the sta- top of the stairs and fall down again. I guarantee you, if you do this business for any amount of time, you're going to have the exact same situation. And so just realize it. that's part of it. And, you know, back in episode three, I talked about building that brag book, like what Bill Gates had. So I would recommend one thing to do is go back and create your brag book. If you haven't done that, check out episode three. But that's the first thing is realize you can't win them all. And that's okay. The second thing is, is to actually be curious and compassionate. So one of my coaches said to me one time, he's like, Scott, if somebody is upset about something, be curious and compassionate. Don't get defensive immediately. Be like, okay, hmm, I wonder why they're thinking this. I wonder why they're upset. You know, I remember one time we had this email service that we'd send out to our clients on a monthly basis. We've been doing this for years, sort of for since 2011. So about nine years now, we've been emailing our database at least once a month. And this was about, I don't know, five years ago. I get an email from a guy who's like, hey, take me off your email list. I would never use you for a mortgage broker. And I'm like, okay. You could have just hit unsubscribe. You know, you don't have to be a jerk about it. what I'm thinking in my head, right? I could have responded to him rudely. Like, what am I going to do? Nothing. I have no idea why this guy, maybe his dog died. His significant other left. Who knows? Maybe he lost his job. He's angry because of something that's happening. And he's projecting, pushing that at me. I don't have to accept that. He was on my email list for five years, opened the emails, no problem. And all of a sudden, one day he wakes up and he's like, I hate you. I'm like, well, you, in any case, You don't have to own that. And if you show up with a little bit of curiosity and compassion, you'll actually, you'll learn something. And the other thing that curiosity and compassion does is that let's say you have a situation where somebody might be upset, even a client who's upset. Let's say a client is upset at one of your team members and you want to immediately be defensive. The best thing to do is you pick up the phone and be curious. Hey, so what's going on? Listen, because you may be surprised that there's a miscommunication going on and you flying off the handle, getting angry back is actually going to make the situation worse. So first thing is you can't win them all. The second thing is be curious and compassionate. The third strategy is elevate the communication. So we used to always have this thing, 2D communication versus 3D. 2D is like email. And you can very easily miss the tone, miss the that you're joking, whatever, in an email. But in a phone call, you can sort that all out. And so one time I remember I had, I uh, was very busy. I had this underwriter who's asking for something. And my assistant emailed me and said, hey, the lender wants some, another document. I replied back to my assistant. I said, hey, just tell her to get her own damn self. I was kind of chuckling as I said, because her desk was not that far from mine. Like I could see her through the glass. So I just sent it. I smiled. And then she goes and replies to the lender and says, hey, can you get it yourself? Would you be able to reach out and get it yourself? Well, that's not rude the way she said it, but she looked down in the email thread and she saw that I had said, get it your own damn self. Well, that was it. There was no fixing that relationship. That underwriter was like, I am not doing your files. You suck. I picked up the phone. I called her. I sent her. Fly. Like I did everything I could to repair the relationship. There was no repairing it. Like she was literally like, that was it. So one of the things I learned is that you have to be very careful about the mode of communication. So if somebody's upset about something, I would always encourage you to pick up the phone. Do not try to respond in email. Don't write a long story defending your whole self in an email. It's just going to come off bad and wrong, way better to pick up the phone, have a five minute conversation, listen, be compassionate, be curious, you're going to have a way better result. Maybe that hater won't hate you. And maybe they'll turn into a fan or a friend. So that's the three strategies. Hopefully that's helpful for you. So first thing, can't win them all. Second thing, be curious and compassionate. And finally, 
elevate the communication. So if there's any chance for miscommunication, pick up the phone. Number one thing, do not rely on email or text, because as you know, you can very easily, everything can get mixed up in that. So in the next episode, I'm going to talk about, can one mortgage broker fund 250 files a year? You're probably thinking that sounds one, I'm talking one person, one person fund 250 files a year. I recently did a interview with Jim Chalukas and he's a friend of mine and he funds about 700 mortgages a year working with two people. So there's three of them in total. Insane. Is this possible? What is going on here? In the next episode, I'm going to talk about this and how you can set realistic expectations. Finally, Thank you for checking out this episode. This is a new show for us. So we've been doing the I Love Mortgage Brokering podcast now for several years. And you can go check that out at I Love Mortgage Brokering. But if you could do us a huge favor, if you could go to iTunes or Spotify, leave us a review, I would really appreciate it. If you do, you're going to get three new deals in the next week, for sure. Okay, that's not true. But it would be totally awesome if you did. We'd really appreciate it so that other people can see the show that we have. And if you have anything you want to reach out to me about, just shoot an email to Scott at 10 loans a month. I'd love to chat with you. And thanks so much for checking out this episode. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.